The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Howdy, Aguiland, and welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today in the studio, we have an extra special show planned for you today. It is the second anniversary of The Heart of Art. I know it's crazy. It seems like just yesterday that it started, um, but we wanted to do something special for the second anniversary and actually got this idea from Larry Zuber from the Arts Council of the Brazos Valley. We were having a conversation and he asked me, Hector, you've interviewed so many people, but I don't know much about you. What is your chosen art? And so that got me thinking, hey, maybe the audience does need to learn a little bit more about me. So for today, we will be going through my story, my art story, and to help me get interviewed is Jay Sokol, who is a KAMU station manager uh, slash associate executive director. And he's also the host of his own show, Brazos Matters. So hi, Jay. How are you today? Hey, I am great. This is the crossover that nobody thought was possible, <laughs> but uh, here we are. We're doing it. Right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to hand the reins over to you so we can start Okay, that sounds perfect. So let's start from the beginning, uh, as much for me as for your listeners. I want to know, where are you from? Where were you raised? How did your love for art even begin? Right. Um, so I was born in Mission, Texas, but I was raised in McAllen, Texas, but I lived my whole life in the Valley uh, right before college, coming here to A&M. Um, and I think I've always loved art. I actually have a picture of myself when I was a toddler in, in a crib. And I'm when the camera snaps, I am looking at the camera, but I'm doing this like movement with my hand. And right beside me is a TV that I was looking at. And the singer who's performing something, I don't know who the singer was, is doing the same movement that I'm doing. So I was like mimicking it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the, the evidence goes way back. I have loved music uh, and, and art my whole life. Um, but specifically, I think my love for art is musical theater or performing. So that's singing, acting, and dancing. Uh, but actually, I was not able to fully participate in these arts, especially because of uh, Mexican culture is a little sexist. Oh, so, okay. yeah, um, there was a lot of things that I was not encouraged to do, but I still try and push the envelope as much as I could. Within yeah. within the restrictions that I had, I, I still was able to participate in this. Um, so specifically for singing, um, my sisters were in choir from a very early age. 
but I wasn't um, allowed to participate that much. But so my sisters would teach me everything that they would learn from from choir. So again, this is because this is viewed or viewed at the time and in in that location and culture as more of a girl sort of activity. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like girls go to choir. Uh, I don't know exactly what guys go into for art. Maybe okay. not at all. Um, but karaoke is also really big within our culture. So that's where I was kind of dipping my feet into singing. I see. Uh, and then second grade, I did a talent show and I sang uh, a mariachi song in a full mariachi regalia. And I got a grand champion in that one. So that was like a really big confirmation for me. Like, hey, you, you might be good at this. Please <laughs> tell me there's a photo of this. Oh, of course. Of oh, course. I'd like to see that. <laughs> we will be showing that. Um, and then uh, my musical ability kind of developed more when I joined band in middle school in sixth grade. And that's where I learned how to read music, not for singing, but it did teach me a lot about music and, you know, time signatures and beats. Mm. Um, what was your instrument? A French horn. That's a hard instrument. So they tell me, but it's the only instrument uh, that I've learned like officially, <laughs> not like self-taught. And it actually came somewhat easy to me. Huh. Yeah. And uh, my band director would always tell me it's one of the most difficult instruments, but I loved it. And, you know, I was in a uh, regional honor band, so I think I was pretty good at it. Uh, but once again, it was one of those things that I couldn't participate in it fully also because um, the religion that my parents are a part of was uh, didn't encourage extracurricular activities. And mm. band was something that was really time <laughs> consuming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was not able to do it throughout high school, but I, I did do it while the time that I was in middle school. Um, and then my musical ability uh, developed even more in college when I was uh, in an acapella group called Apotheosis. And that's where I really um, learned how to sing well and harmonize and even though I still don't know how to read music for singing um, it did teach me a lot and I'm really grateful for that and now for my acting um, actually I was thinking you know how far back does that go and I thought about playing pretend with my sister <laughs> my older sister do you remember doing that oh yeah and I remember thinking I love this so much I don't ever want to stop doing this <laughs> wow. like I vividly remember that and really, I mean, theater, what is theater? Whether, you know, it's pretend. So sure, sure. I still do that to this day. Um, but that developed through uh, Spanish poetry and oral reading, a UIL competition in second and third grade. And I won first place at regionals for both of those. Um, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with Spanish poetry or oral reading, but it's basically just uh, reading uh, a poem okay. to the judges. And you have to act it out and, you know, put your inflictions in there and, and yeah, uh, I was really successful at that. Well, it's interesting because you're describing sampling so many different things at such an early age. Was it yeah. just exciting to to try all these things, or were you gravit, or were you like, eh, I, this is okay, but I need to try something different. Eh, this is okay, or were you just energized by all of it? Man, that's a good question. Uh, like, why did I start wanting to do that? Mm. I think I like being on a stage. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and specifically, I had experience on a stage before that because of my church. Um, we would sing at church and we would read scriptures off of the podium and, you know, children were encouraged to to do that and, you know, were praised for it. So I think that's kind of like where the bug started. Um, but yeah, I even joined one act in middle school for okay. one year, okay. not for both years that I was in middle school. Um, and then I did it once again in high school for one year. And I also, you know, was uh, pretty successful at that. I got um, all-star cast 
and and then I joined the theater company for a production when I when I was in college. So that's kind of like how I developed my acting skills. And that's when you came here, correct? Yes, here at A and M. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then with my dancing, I am not classically trained at all. It has mostly just you know I can feel the rhythm and kind of move to it. Okay. <laughs> but I was in a Mexican folklorico dance, which is the folk dance in mm-hmm. Mexico, and this was literally just my family recruiting some friends within the church and we would perform at family friends parties and um and yeah that was like the only really uh, official dance background that i have um but i was always that person dancing at the party you know <laughs> well so if you're ready for me to kind of pivot a little bit of course aside from maybe your sisters and then instructors like who were you watching or listening to to inspire you in any particular direction Mm -hmm. so yeah early on it was definitely a lot of what my mom liked (laughs) i was a mama's boy okay (laughs) yeah and i would help her out around the house so it was a lot of mexican singers such as juan gabriel luis miguel and gloria trevi they were all performers that i admired a lot uh, but then after that era, it was definitely Disney Channel. <laughs> okay. A big influence. Uh, I wanted to be a, a child star, a child actor. Um, I'm glad I wasn't <laughs> looking back, but also from an early age, we were big fans of the Phantom of the Opera. Like my whole family was, okay. <laughs> and my sisters and I would really, you know, sing them their songs wherever we went and around the house that even when my sister and I moved out of the house she said that the house was really quiet because there was no one to sing in there um but yeah the Phantom of the Opera was another huge inspiration how interesting so when when you came to A&M uh what what course of study did you pursue um and a degree did you finally graduate with and you know how did you find that path right so when I first came to AM, I was actually a pre-med major, Oof. <laughs> which I know, yeah, <laughs> oof. Um, I had a really hard time. Uh, as a pre-med major, I needed to find a way to make money, so I became a student worker here at KMU. Yeah. I was in master control. Um, and it was there that I realized I might not have been doing the pre-med major for the right reasons. Um, and chemistry was really a beast for me. And... <laughs> Uh, I was so stressed all the time. And when I finally came to that realization that maybe pre-med wasn't for me, I felt a weight <laughs> lifted off my shoulders. I'll bet you did. Yeah, I could breathe. <laughs> and then so that, you know, rose with the question, what do I do now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I decided to go to a, into the English degree with a concentration in literature and film. Hmm. And then get a minor in communication with a concentration in media studies. All right. Um, because another one of my passions is uh, film and analyzing film. I mean, I love analyzing all form of arts, <laughs> but uh, I, I took a, a class in literature and film in high school. And that was something that I really enjoyed and I, I thought that I could make something out of. Um, so that's why I went into English. And I actually do not regret that at all. I learned a lot about writing. I'm so, uh, such a better writer because of it. Mm. Um, and I think much more of a critical thinker. I think I can, you know, as an English major, you write a lot of essays. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. So um, I think I'm able to compartmentalize, you know, certain things to, to come with the conclusion as a whole, if that makes sense. Um, 
but yeah, that was my degree here at AM. So it sounds like what you're saying is that uh, liberal arts here helped save you from a life of prosperity. If I'm hearing that right, <laughs> right. that's what's happening. No, I think you uh, clearly, based on who you are describing yourself to be mm-hmm. and your origin story, I think you chose the right path. Right. I think I dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> totally. you did too. So let's get back to the performance aspects uh, of your life. Which do you actually find yourself enjoying more singing acting or dancing right that, that's a tough question uh because i can't partake in all of those um i enjoy more doing all three of them at once <laughs> with musical theater right um but specifically you know in practicality terms i can sing anywhere i go so i think that's the one that i partake in the most hmm. is singing and i mean i also did acapella in in uh at A&M, so that was a, a big influence in that too. Um, and then I think the one that I do the second most is dancing because, you know, uh, play specific, right? Okay. Whenever there's music, I, I can't uh, not dance. Okay. And then uh, acting would be like the third one that I do because, I mean, I don't get a lot of opportunities, but I do hope to get more in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing all three at once. <laughs> Do you have enough opportunities around here to do those things? I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, there's a couple of theaters around town. There's a theater company, there's mm-hmm. Stage Center. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, if you if you want to do it, you can find something. Okay. Yeah. And those are great, by the way. Yeah. I, we have friends who are performers, and so Kara and I get to go attend some of those things from time to time. And it, Those really are great, but man, it sounds like you are just, you have this energy coming out of you at all times. So that's why I was asking, do you have the outlet for all this? Right. Um, so have you ever thought about like why exactly you perform? Oh man, I, I've asked myself this my whole life and I, I don't really have one answer for it. Um, I think I have multiple answers and I think one of them, you can't deny, like, I like attention. <laughs> I like being the center of attention sometimes, you know? <laughs> so I think being on stage kind of definitely fulfills that for me. Um, but in, I mean, in terms of performing, I think, uh, like I mentioned, a lot of it stemmed from the church and, you know, being really young and getting that validation from adults around me. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I really fought to get that validation and I might still be fighting for it. <laughs> um, but I also just love doing things that scare me. Really? Yeah. I, I, I find it uh, exhilarating um, because we sometimes have certain expectations of what we can or can't do. And when I've ran into those obstacles and I've come out on the other side successful, it just proves to me that I am able to do it. And I guess it's a validation for myself. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself in that at all. No. So I'm trying real hard to understand it. But yeah. no, I think that's pretty great. <laughs> so do you ever get, well, you, you just said you did, but you get nervous on stage um, or in front of an audience, but it, it kind of energizes you. Yeah. 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 It, that, I mean, that's kind of like why I get on stage is to, to feel those nerves. And I mean, specifically about nerves, I, I get nervous all the time. Um, every time I, even before an interview for, for the heart of art, I get really nervous. Um but I know that I'm, I'm going to come out the other side successful. Um, and I do think specifically for acting, it helps to be in character, to kind of worry mostly about my character and not about myself. Mm. And, and I mean, that's difficult to do as well because 
have to think about where you're going to be on stage and mm -hmm. where you have to go and what line you're going to say. Um, but really getting into character helps for those nerves. All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. Well, how did you even get this show in the first place at KME? Because I, I've only been here maybe a, a year and a half, a little more than that. And you're already off and rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so how did it happen? Well, uh, that's a good story, actually. Uh, our chief engineer, uh, Leonard Welch, actually came up to me and said, you know, we, we need to do more local programming, and I think we, we would do great with an art show. Um, do you know of any host that would be willing to come in, or maybe you yourself might want to do it? And at first, I was like, no way. <laughs> like, huh. I, I cannot do this. Um, and, I, this was, I, and that was going to be re my reaction, because I didn't feel like I had... The necessary requirements to be able to speak about art that much i thought i needed like an art degree or some oh. sort of art curator right, right. <laughs> right sure um but that was totally not the case um and you know i decided why not me and i and i spoke to people around me you know asking them what they thought you know whether i should do it and everyone was telling me you need to take this opportunity <laughs> so and i mean once I did start the show and start interviewing people, I realized that it wasn't about art that I was interviewing. It was mostly about the human experience and yeah. why that led to people creating their art. Right. And yeah, that was that was how I came about it. You have had such interesting guests over two years. Mm -hmm. So how do you choose the guests who come on your show? Yeah, I mean, for the guests that I have on the show, I, I really try to go for people who have a certain ambition to have their work seen by by people um, because I know a lot of us are artists but not everyone has that need to kind of spread it out um, and so you know I try to go for people that either have a business or have an Instagram account dedicated to their art mm. or a Facebook account um, so yeah I really look for for that ambition to spread their their work well I will tell you thanks to your show and the guests you've had it has expanded my perspective and understanding of what is even considered art mm -hmm. right there it has broadened my definition so much uh, you had a taxidermist in here and i thought heck i've listened to that episode i thought oh my gosh but there is an art to that oh yeah and you and i had a discussion about this and i fired about 23 questions at you because i was so fascinated by it but but there is so much that you could consider art that exists all around us and, and so i think the possibilities of the guests you bring in is constantly exciting um has there been something that you have enjoyed more than everything else about being the host of the heart of art yeah um you know i love the whole process and especially bringing like the smiles to to the artists themselves and they're usually really grateful for this opportunity um, but really the most exciting and uh, instances when 
you know, usually artists are a little introverted at times or even, you know, yeah. coming into the studio is a little intimidating. So at first they'll be, you know, really shy and um, short spoken even. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the interview, there's a point in which and it's usually like towards the middle of the interview. And I like to think that it's because um, they realize all the research that I put into them. I, I do like to do some thorough research on the people that I am interviewing. So once they know that I know so much about them, some like walls come down mm-hmm. and and the interview flows so much better and we can banter and, and laugh about things. Um, and I think that's that's the moment that I like the most when when you start realizing that the person is starting to open up yeah. and we can really have fun with it. Well, it's got to be like interviewing an author and the author realizing that you actually uh, read the book. Right, yeah. Then you can have a discussion. <laughs> exactly. Huh. Um, so this is uh, this may be a, a, a strange question, but how has art, which has always been part of your life, it sounds like, mm-hmm. how has it improved your life? Yeah, I mean, I think art has done a number on me, <laughs> even in ways that I I don't I'm not even aware of. But the ones that I am aware of, I think, uh, like I mentioned, my critical thinking has developed a lot. Um, my confidence in in my own decisions and in my own thoughts, I'm able to voice my own concerns, and um, and I think that just comes with with knowing yourself more. Um, and you need to know yourself in order to partake in these arts. I mm. think, um, and also my social skills. I think because I've gained that confidence, I am able to hold my own around others as well. And I think that um, I was a really confident child as, as you can tell from from my history yeah um but somewhere al- along the line that confidence was kind of diminished for some reason i'm not really exactly sure why maybe some things that happened in my life um but once i you know i came to college and i started throwing myself at those opportunities where i could partake in these arts um i started becoming a lot a lot more social. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like a side effect of, of just throwing myself at this. Is this a community where you can come to and find a passion for the arts? You know, I don't think about this community necessarily in that way, but right. do you see it as that kind of community? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, when they think of A&M, they think of engineering, mm-hmm. right? It's <laughs> mm-hmm. really big, um, but they don't think much about the art. And really, it's a really special place for the arts. Uh, I think it's really special that we're not in like a huge metropolitan city, such as like Houston or Austin, where there's a lot of competition and maybe even like friction between artists. Mm. But here, everyone's really trying to help each other and really motivate each other. Um at least that's what I've seen from this community. So yeah, it's it's been super welcoming. Yeah, yeah. And I hope I'm making them proud through this through this well, show. Well, I, I think you are, and you know we get uh, great feedback about the show. And I know, like any show, the hard part is going out and finding guests, and you mm-hmm. having to sort of um, scour the community, uh, even beyond Brazos County, to find artists and, and who you believe. Um, would be featured well on your show and be able to express themselves well. You know, that's not easy to do. But now I know that you have artists contacting you saying, can mm-hmm. can I be on the heart of art? Yeah. So in two years for that to evolve in that way, I think that's pretty great. Yeah, it, it's been amazing, really. The 
how much people have think I mean even uh, how I spoke about Larry Zuber at the beginning he's working on a project to um, get all the art organizations together and that has been because of the show and um, and I've gotten so much positive feedback from different organizations not only you know art organizations um, so yeah it's it's been incredible yeah uh, no I think that's a, a, a terrific sign of growth for your show so where do you see your art personally mm-hmm. going in the future? And then you can tell me where you see the heart of art going in the future. Right. I mean, I, I plan to get as ma- on as many stages as I can, <laughs> really. Um, I mean, right now I've been focusing on the show, but um, I do plan on doing a lot more with uh, getting on the stage. And I mean, with the heart of art, I just hope to continue uh, creating platforms for those people who who want to show their art and to continue analyzing human stories right that mm-hmm. that lead to creating art so you've had i don't i could never um list all the types of artists you've had on your show but you know from painters and sketch artists uh, to uh, musicians and taxidermists yeah. at all points in between is is there a medium or, or a kind of art that you have not yet been able to identify around here that you would love to explore hmm. art that i haven't gotten yet i mean there's probably been even like jewelry making maybe and uh, i mean you've had such jewelry making tattoo artists uh-huh. i've gotten in here <laughs> man i don't know i mean and i I challenge people like if, if you think there is an art that I haven't gotten to yet and that you think might be <laughs> really cool here on the heart of art, mm-hmm. please email the heart of art at tamu.edu uh, if you know of any artists. Um, but I don't I don't know. Maybe I don't know about it yet. <laughs> well, OK. All right. So so I asked you about your inspirations uh, personally as you were growing up early on. Where do you get your art inspiration now what kind of stuff do you consume and do you watch hmm. honestly a lot of my inspiration has come from other artists now especially especially with the heart of art that i've gotten to know so many different artists and hearing their stories they are a huge inspiration for my own art um you know recently i interviewed josie bettis who now is a high school senior and I mean, her acting is amazing and her singing as well. You told me about her. Yeah. And I mean, she's a huge inspiration to me. Um, apart from that, I would say. You know, I've got I've got a son who is a senior here at Texas A&M. And he started out in the fighting Texas Aggie band because he loved to march and he loved to play. And it was amazing to watch him do that. Then he spent several semesters as part of... Um, for the Aggie orchestras hmm. and he loved that and, and and it made me realize oh my gosh there are there are several levels of outstanding orchestras at Texas A&M yeah. and then I start learning about oh there's a mariachi group oh there's a steel drum group oh you know there, there's um, the singing cadets there's, like there are things there are groups and and performers and performances all over this campus that I really had no idea about. Mm-hmm. How does one even begin to discover the kind of music and art offerings that are here? Right. I mean, I would say just 
look up whatever you're interested in because there will be a place for you here at A&M. I mean, even uh, there's carnival, Brazilian carnival drummers, even. Hmm. I mean, there's something for everyone. Um, and usually that would just be, you know, a quick Google search of TAMU, whatever art you're interested in, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the blank. Um, and I think you're bound to find people that have those same interests. There are galleries on this campus. There are classes like the Viz Lab that have their, their annual events where they showcase their works that are of crazy quality. Oh, yeah. And so, so if for some reason you are on this campus and you feel like there isn't uh, that kind of uh, artistic expression or culture that, that is offered, my goodness, there really is if you, if you keep your eyes open, right? Oh, yeah. You're bound to find something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And MSC Opus, I know you talk to those folks a lot mm -hmm. and Friends of Chamber Music. And uh, there are probably other partnerships that I haven't even mentioned. What should, what should people be checking into? I mean, definitely the Arts Council of the Brazos Valley um, have connections from all types of artists. Um, if you're more of a visual arts person, there's the Visual Arts Committee, which is, that's an MSC organization. Um, also some local galleries, such as the Gallery is mm. also there. Um, so yeah, you're, you're bound to find something. It's here. It's all around us. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you allowing me to come in and ask you questions because I got to learn more about you mm -hmm. and, and that was a lot of fun. And I think your listeners probably enjoyed learning more about their host as well. Again, thanks for asking me to be part of this. This was fun. Of course. Thank you so much, Dave, for helping me do this. I, I couldn't think of a better person to help me with this. Thank you very much. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.